Hey, this is Vanessa. I'm the Prevention Services Coordinator at King County Sexual Assault Resource Center, or KSARC. This is Building Resilience, a project with the purpose of equipping people with what they need to end sexual violence. A common question that I get from parents, caregivers, and educators alike is about prevention programming and curricula that actually work. There's a lot out there, so what can they trust? One of the programs that I like to point them toward is Team Up Washington. Team Up Washington works to support and train high school athletic coaches and team mentors to implement two violence prevention programs with high school athletes. One is coaching boys into men, and the other is athletes as leaders. I invited Rebecca Milliman of the Harborview Abuse and Trauma Center and Eileen Stoll of the Washington State Coalition Against Domestic Violence to share about Team Up Washington, why partnering with athletes is so instrumental to violence prevention work at schools, and what school communities can do if they're curious to learn more. I'll put links and information in the show notes for you to find out more, so be sure to check those out. Hi, my name is Rebecca Milliman, and I use she, her pronouns, and I'm the Prevention and Education Manager at the Harborview Abuse and Trauma Center, and I am also one of the co-founders of the Team Up Washington Initiative and authored, one of the authors of the Athletes as Leaders program. And so much more I would add to that. Um, Rebecca is a true superstar of prevention, and I feel honored to be with both Vanessa and Rebecca today. My name is Eileen, and I coordinate our prevention work, and my title is Senior Program Strategist here at the Washington State Coalition Against Domestic Violence. And um, I get to just bask in the glory of all the prevention work that's happening around the state and um, also get to coordinate our Team Up Washington efforts. So tell us about Team Up Washington. What What is it? So Team Up Washington really grew out of incredible work from um, Rebecca Milliman and Ward Dryan, who are um, doing this work as we speak out around our state in the Seattle area. And um, Team Up Washington became part of a statewide initiative from the Washington State Coalition Against Domestic Violence to really use sports as a platform to end sexual assault and dating abuse. Um, and we've, and our initiative really has begun with expanding the reach of both the athletes as leaders curriculum and the coaching boys into men curriculum. And so we bring both of those curricula to schools and communities so that people can have a all genders based balance prevention initiative. And our hope is to make it statewide. Awesome. Can you kind of speak to um, maybe the athletes as leaders curricula? I know that you're one of the authors, Rebecca. Yes, absolutely. So Athletes as Leaders is a 10-session program that's basically designed for mentors or coaches to have these weekly conversations with their athletes. And they're talking about things such as how to create a safe and welcoming environment for, you know, in their team, but also for the larger school community. They're talking about leveraging these power that they have, that maybe the social status that they have as an athlete to speak up for what's right, to speak up when they see things going on where maybe someone is being harmed. We also encourage them to spread a culture of respect and safety and consent to basically be a role model in the school for modeling those types of behaviors, but also speaking up when things are not going well. And 
it's designed to fit within a typical high school sports season. So that's why it's a 10-week program. And they're really intended to be just short conversations that you have during practice or maybe before practice. And it's led by an adult who's facilitating the conversation, but really it's up to the athletes to decide what they want, for example, their new team norm or the expectations on that team to be. And so how they can kind of spread that those messages across the entire school and also how they can, again, kind of leverage their team within the school to help change the culture at the school where everyone belongs and everyone is safe. So can you speak more to the power of engaging athletes in violence prevention work? Yeah, I can talk about that. Um, So, I mean, as you all know, sports has such an incredible influence on American culture, you know, and it's, it's worldwide as well, right? Sports is almost like religion in some communities and it, it is this cultural influence right? That in, in the field of violence prevention has developed a reputation for being problematic at times, right? We have seen violence perpetuated through sports. There are some aspects of sports culture that are inherently violent. And we have unfortunately seen some not so great role models of behavior in the sports world. But yet we know that people look up so much to professional athletes and college athletes. And really, truly, that starts even in the younger years. Like in some small towns, you know, the high school football team is like the only place where everybody comes together. It Even at the high school level, it, it has an incredible impact within the school. And I know it depends on the sport, but some kids do tend to hold a level of social cap, what we call social capital, which basically means that they're influencers. People know them. And we want to leverage that for good because we think that the power of sports can actually be used in a very positive way to change the community norms and to change the way that people think about these issues. And so when you have young people who tend to be you know, positively spreading these messages and also modeling these types of behaviors where, you know, we're going to make an extra effort to like make this person feel safe and welcome in this community that is going to spread throughout the entire school. So for example, we have some high schools that are really trying to do these programs with every team. Sometimes in some schools that could be half the school doing Mm -hmm. these programs. Right. And so that actually could give you a shot at changing some of the the cultural factors, the school climate issues, because as you all know, we are dealing with larger societal issues, right? (laughs) Sexual assault and dating abuse are epidemic public health issues. So we're, we're coming up against these large problems that are very difficult to solve. And so this is kind of an easy solution to help start to make those changes at a high school level, leveraging the high school athletics um, as the key to make those types of changes. Yeah, absolutely. And I I can absolutely imagine the power of having like coaches on board too, because they are so influential, um, right, with their team um, and the words that they use and what they really hold as expectations. So when they expect, you know, their players and the conversation that their players have to be, you know, positive, nonviolent sort of communication, um, that's that's a game changer for sure. 
Um, can you tell us about like an experience that you've had um, that really showed you that this program was impactful? Well, this is Eileen. I can um, just speak to what was so appealing, you know, at the statewide level, watching what we saw in communities happen and seeing, um, you know, hearing from Rebecca and hearing the stories from Ward about how um, school culture really was changing, you know, to Rebecca's point earlier. And I have, I can tell you that after, you know, being at three in-person trainings, and then we've had this, you know, year of virtual um, every single person, literally to a person, has has come back and said, we need this. This is the thing that's going to change. And actually, since I've done this, I've connected more. Um, we've heard stories of, you know, a coach who won the state championship the year that he implemented um, coaching boys into men. And he was resistant at first, but he really saw how it brought his team together, it enabled him to be more authentic and show up more as a human and how he wanted to. And I, I just so appreciate what this program does to acknowledge and honor the position that coaches and mentors and athletic, um, you know, just folks in our communities have already. It's just, it's, they're already lifted up and it's, it's shining a light on it in this way that is really beautiful. And so I've just been really touched by all of the stories, how when you enable people to be their best and to actually like lean into these values of um, respect and honoring each other and lifting each other up, people show up in really incredible ways. So that for me, just from the broader perspective has been so fun and rewarding to witness. Um, and I just, just really have um, have appreciated seeing that. Yeah, we have had a lot of success stories and my favorite ones are those from the athletes. Mm -hmm. So one of my favorite uh, comments that we got on our evaluation after implementing coach, or sorry, after implementing athletes as leaders with one of the girls teams, one of the athletes wrote, I feel like a better person after going through this program. And I thought, wow, that's a pretty profound statement, especially mm -hmm. for something that's, again, pretty short and fairly easy to implement. But you, you really have these deeper conversations that get people to kind of think about their own behavior. We also had a young athlete on the football team who went through coaching boys into men. And he said that some of the things, so they, they have these conversations about things like, you know, locker room talk and how people talk about their, you know, their partners and, and anyway, he made this comment that it got him to think in new ways about his own behavior and, you know, encouraged him or inspired him to make some changes. And again, those are my favorite types of comments when you see the, the real impact on young people. And then I would also echo what Eileen said. It's really cool to see coaches and mentors enjoy facilitating these programs. And they often say, I've been waiting for something like this. Like I knew I should be having these types of conversations and I just didn't know how. So that is always nice to hear that this was the tool that they had been waiting for, that they actually enjoyed facilitating these conversations as well, because it can be kind of a daunting, intimidating topic, right? And we try to make it as accessible as possible. You don't need a high level of training. You don't need to be an expert. You don't need to have an advanced degree. You can just, you know, follow these scripts and let the athletes take the lead. Yeah, that's what I really loved watching too. I mean, I was a high school athlete and college athlete, and I learned a lot 
from those experiences about relationships. And I wish I'd learned more of what, what are in these programs, right? Mm-hmm. The lessons that I was getting were not great, particularly great. So um, I have just really appreciated seeing the athletes grow into it. And I love the approach of all genders getting this information and empowerment to actually take, you know, have agency and take a role, not just in themselves, but in supporting their communities um, to have better relationships and, um, you know, think about um, sex in really empowering ways as opposed to, um, you know, sometimes the ways that we've been taught. So it's it's been really fulfilling to watch um, the athletes and, and coaches and communities grow from this. Yeah. So for people that might be listening and might be interested in trying something like this out at their school, but think it's, you know, how are they going to start or how is this going to even, you know, apply to their school? What what are some ways that you've seen people kind of overcome those roadblocks or obstacles to getting this off the ground? Yeah, I think, you know, well, on one hand, I say these programs are really easy to implement. I, I know that what we're coming up against is a very challenging issue. And we do encounter resistance sometimes. Like there are some communities that feel like maybe this, this isn't a priority. And there's also some, sometimes you'll encounter red tape, maybe with a large school or organization or school Mm -hmm. district. And so some of my advice would be, first of all, to start small and to find a potential champion. I know champion is kind of a strong word. We have a lot of people who have developed into champions, but sometimes it's just that one coach who really cares about their team. They're someone that, that you know, you, you know, I mean, this is so many coaches. They're, they're there because they truly love the kids and they're there to be their mentors, not just to make them incredible athletes, but the, most of them are really there to be mentors as well. And to not just set them up to be you know, let's say college athletes, but also to be amazing humans. Most coaches do care about that. And so we want to find those coaches and we want to approach them and tell them a little bit about these programs. There are some really nice YouTube videos that give little snapshots of the program. And I kind of recommend showing those first because it gives people a little taste and it interviews these videos highlight some of the voices of coaches and athletes who've gone through the program. So I think that's a great way to mention it to folks. And I always say start small. You don't need to you don't need to do this with an entire school or entire school district. You could just do it with maybe, let's say first season you want to start out, just aim for one boys team and one girls team or maybe one co-ed team and see if you can get it going because then the momentum will kind of start to build and the word will spread. And then a lot of times the community will see the benefit from doing it just that one that in that pilot group. And then my other advice would be to you know, it does help to have administrative buy-in. <laughs> it's not a requirement. I know many communities have done this with just one team, but if you really want it to spread, it it does it does help to have the buy-in and the support from either an athletic director or an assistant principal. Often one of the assistant principals oversees athletics. So you want to find out who that is or the principal. And at the district level, there's usually someone who oversees athletics at a district level. And then obviously there's the high up folks at a district as well, like the superintendent, assistant superintendent. But um, sometimes maybe someone, you know, has a personal connection with one of those folks. And so you can, you know, just mention this is an amazing opportunity. Um, As far as barriers go, I also want to mention that these programs are free through Team Up Washington. These are free and accessible because that will be one of the first questions people ask is how much does this cost? It sounds really expensive. And really because of the support Mm -hmm. of some of our amazing um, 
funders and supporters, we are able to offer everything for free, including the training and all the materials. So make sure you, that you mention that when you're also spreading the word. So yeah, those would be my, my main takeaways is start, start small if you can, start with folks that you know, plug the programs and give them a little taste of what they look like, and then try to seek buy-in from stakeholders as it progresses. And then if I could just add to the one other thing is get help when you need it. You know, there's so many people who actually have incredible expertise um, that can help you. And so um, we've got resources like that at, at teamuplaw.org. And um, you can always get connected with advocates in your community to help you. So there's no reason to do it alone. We don't do anything alone, um, you know, in our lives, really. So why do this? Do you have takeaways that you would like to leave with listeners who want to know more about what this is, what this looks like, how they can get it started? Sure, I'll start us off because this is actually one of my favorite things, and everyone who knows me has heard me say this, but um, domestic and sexual violence are 100% preventable, and everybody can and should do something about it. Um, And so the thing I love about these programs is that they make it really easy. And so I just, my offering to folks, if you just take one thing, it's that you can do this. All of us can do this, no matter what our role is. Um, You know, if you're interested in having conversations, you know, and you're a coach, we've got the tools for you. If you're interested in having conversations and you're a parent or you're a teacher, we've got tools for you. So Team Up Washington is a way to have those conversations. And I'm really interested in continuing to support that. And there's also lots of other ways. Um, So, you know, let the people in your community know that we've got support and, um, you know, just start asking those questions. How's your relationship was a great conversation to start. What do you want um, when you're dating? It's a great conversation to start. Um, And then we've got tools for coaches and athletic directors and folks to really implement this in a broad way. And I would add that if you or someone that you know is interested in attending a training and getting this started, we offer trainings three times a year that are kind of designed to be implemented in the sports season. So for example, we have trainings normally in July, late July, early August for fall season coaches and mentors, but also we welcome athletic directors. We welcome school administrators. We welcome sexual assault advocates, domestic violence advocates, anyone who wants to become trained. We we run them like train the trainers. So you will get all the materials you need. You will get training. You will get the opportunity to practice the skills in implementing the programs. You will get you know, support from folks who have experience implementing the programs. And then for winter season, we usually run them in usually October-ish before the the typical high school winter season. And then in the spring, it's usually somewhere around February before the spring season. So check out teamupwa.org and you'll be able to find out when the next trainings are coming up and there will be information there for registration. We They're free and we even offer clock hours. When we go back in person, finally, we also do try to offer you a nice meal as well. But right now, everything is online. So go ahead and check it out at teamupwa.org, and you can get all the information about our upcoming training events. Awesome. Thank you both so much for taking the time to chat about this. Thank you, Vanessa. Thanks for having us. Thank you to Rebecca Milliman and Eileen Stoll for the content in this episode. Again, be sure to check out the show notes for all the great resources that were mentioned and visit teamupwa.org to see what the Team Up Washington training is taking place next. This episode was edited and produced by me, Vanessa Corwin of King County Sexual Assault Resource Center. 
Find us online at kcsarc.org, on socials at kcsarc, or email us at education at kcsarc.org. Thanks for listening.